This is an AMI podcast. Hello, I'm Joyita Gupta, host of The Pulse on AMI Audio. It's a show featuring in-depth conversation about the biggest challenges facing the disability community. With today's fast-paced news cycles, it's often hard to get the big picture. Join me and other members of the disability community as we take a deeper dive into the issues that matter to you. Listen to The Pulse wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hi, I'm Fern Lullum and welcome to Into You, the podcast where we put love under the microscope, shedding light on the do's, don'ts and nightmare scenarios we find ourselves in while flirting with romance. It's almost like you get one good bite for every 50 bad ones. You can 100% find the love of your life online. We all come at dating from a slightly different angle, but we are often faced with very similar situations to shape up to. Well, this is it. This is the nightmare of online dating. This is what everyone's been telling me about. Dating can uncover things about ourselves we never knew before. So without further ado, let's get into you. So are you ready to jump into the interview? You bet. to episode two of Into You. And while last time we explored how first dates might be dire, today we're looking at how cyber dating can lead to enormous success. Yes, if you're sick of swiping, tired of typing, or caught up in a dead-end dating app trap, this is the podcast for you. Later, I'll be speaking to Melissa, who matched, met, and married her online man within the space of two months. Our first date was November, I believe, the 19th, and then married January 15th. And find out what dating coach Evan has to say about why so many people struggle with digital dating. How things are presented to us make a difference. If you go to a menu and there's steak, fish, and chicken, you're going to choose one. You go to a menu that's 16 pages long, it's harder to choose. But first, remember when the idea of meeting someone online was still just for sad, strange, desperate people who couldn't get a date in the real world? Well, Melissa Maker, founder of Clean My Space and YouTuber with over 1.6 million subscribers, was brave enough to admit to me that she herself was one of those people. Well, let me tell you, I'm 38 and I met my husband when I was 23. So it's been a minute since, (laughs) you know, my husband and I have been together. We started dating kind of at the beginning of the online dating world, you know, just coming to the forefront. It was thought of as a little bit weird. Like it was the last resort for dating because it's like, well, if you can't meet someone in person, I guess you'll just have to meet them online. That's sort of the way it felt. But I think the reason why it had such a bad rap then is because it's so easy to not be yourself or to misrepresent yourself online. You can create this persona and then the person who you actually meet can be an entirely different person. And that can be really disappointing. There are always those urban myths that you hear where someone had a horrible did and they met a psychopath. Like I've heard those stories too. And you I know, think we've all heard those stories. Melissa. Yeah. So what was it that made you say, I don't care about that. I'm going to go down this route. I'm doing it anyway. I was shy and that made dating particularly difficult, especially when you know you're a type of person, but you can't quite come out of your shell 
when you first meet someone who you might find attractive or interesting. The reason I jumped in with both feet is because I truly wanted to meet someone. And I thought there had to be other people out there who were good people looking to meet good people. And I think online dating provided a really nice buffer, something that allowed me to sort of build up a little bit of courage and a little bit of a relationship with that person ahead of time before just meeting them for the first time and trying to put my best foot forward. Was it kind of you met the first guy and that was the one or were there some other dates that maybe didn't end up quite so well? The majority of people I met, I would not classify as Prince Charming. (laughs) You kind of assess people in an entirely different way than you would at any other time when you're meeting someone, right? Are you good looking? Are you nice? Can I see myself with you? Would you do well with my family? Would my friends like you? Like you're just sitting there and you're having this in the back of your mind analysis going on the whole time while you're trying to be charming and funny and smart and witty, you know, while you're having a conversation over a drink. Do you think that that would be the same even if you met someone in person though? You know, if you're meeting somebody and you think potentially they could be partner material, are you asking yourself those questions even offline? Potentially, but sometimes you meet someone and you might not think that the first time you meet them because it's just a happenstance meeting. Whereas online dating, you're just meeting up for one reason. You want to assess each other and see if you're a good fit. Like I I remember there was this one guy who was a soccer player, a football player for you. (laughs) Soccer player for me. (laughs) So good looking. And then I remember meeting him in person and I'm like, am I meeting the same person right now? Like it was just an entirely it was, and he, I said, oh, like that picture doesn't really look like you. And I wasn't being rude about it. And I was just like, what was going on? And he's like, oh yeah, that was from 10 years ago. Was it David Beckham in the picture? If it was, I think I could have made an exception, <laughs> but it wasn't. Another guy talked to me, I will never forget this, about roadkill on our date. Oh, romantic. And I've never done this before, Fern. But at that point, I just, and I don't leave a drink at any time, but I just stood up in the middle of the date. I left my drink and I'm like, look, it was nice to meet you, but I got to go. It was that bad. Oh no. How did that make you feel when you had those bad experiences? And what was it that made you continue? Because I think a lot of people would just say, screw it. I'm not doing this. I can't. What made me keep going was the hope that there was that good person out there. And I will say this too. And God bless Plenty of Fish. Do you have Plenty of Fish in the UK? We do, yes. I loved Plenty of Fish because they were free and I didn't like the idea that I'd have to pay for dating websites. Mm, Now that's interesting because I think a lot of people would think maybe you get more success when you pay because people are taking it more seriously, but you didn't find that to be the case. You would think that I was on a paid website and I was having not great success with that. And then plenty of fish, I figured, okay, I'm going to go on there. And I expected I'd have to do some choosing. Let's put it that way. Diplomatic. A lot more filtering. And that is true. But at the same time, I would reach out, which was different for me because normally I was so kind of insecure. I would never, you know, approach a guy. But in this online dating world, especially on plenty of fish, I felt like all bets are off. I can do what I want. And that was empowering. I actually was the one who found Chad. The roadkill date was the last date I had before meeting Chad. And I said to myself, this is the last guy I'm going to meet. And then I'm taking a break for a while because I'm, I was sort of getting to a point where it just felt intolerable <laughs> for a bit. So I, ne- I needed to give myself some breathing room. So I told myself, this guy, Chad, will be my last date. 
and we'll see what happens. He's the decider. If it goes wrong, that's it. Yeah. My goodness. I was very clear in my filters. So I made sure to really filter out who, you know, I wanted to meet the type of relationship I was looking for and the type of relationship they were looking for. That was really important. And as much as I could weed out a psychopath, I tried to do that as well. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's probably a, yeah, a good tip. There's no tick box on Plenty of Fish. Are you a psychopath? Tick here. There's no tick box, but there should be. That would save a lot of time, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> so tell us about about Chad when you first met him was there anything in particular that struck you as different about this guy was there something that you went oh that's not like the other dates first of all we had a, a little bit of a courtship via messenger and email and Fern we even had a phone call Ooh, before we met cheeky devils yes yes it was online dating foreplay <laughs> so <laughs> saucy we definitely spent a little bit of time getting to know each other. And this is what I like to do with any of the guys that, you know, I plan to meet just to see if we clicked and worth my time picking out an outfit, worth my time paying for parking, you know, like I had to think about it. So with Chad, we kind of went back and forth. Our phone call went pretty well. I remember my mom and sister, I was living at home at the time and they came home from a grocery shop and they kind of like hollered at the door, we're here, help us unload the groceries. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh that's nothing. <laughs> that's not hot. Yeah. But, you know, Chad and I, when we went out for the first time, I think we were already really excited to meet each other because we had this great chemistry. This was also his last date before taking a break. What was different is that we lost track of time. We closed the bar down that night. I've still seen a lot of successes come out of online dating in my own circle. I don't think it was easy back then. I don't think it's easy now, but I think that goes for dating, period. Mm. No matter how you do it, I think people are always trying to find the best possible match. I saw your Instagram post a little while ago, Melissa, about Chad, your husband, and you wrote that he is funny, sweet, helpful, strong and creative. Were those all things that you were looking for initially when you went online dating in a partner? I think what was most important when I was dating was to have an idea of the man that I wanted to be with. And I think that's what helped me focus. And the biggest thing for me was I wanted someone who was kind, respectful, treated me well, treated his family well, and someone who I thought would make a great father. Someone who I really, really, really trust said to me, you know, if you want to find the person who you want to be with for the rest of your life, you have to write a list of all of the characteristics, the character traits, the things that you want in that person. And then you have to write a list beside that of all of the red flags or the things that you don't want in a partner. It helps you be a little bit more objective when you're dealing with a cocktail of emotions yes. and you know, hormones and all of the rest swirling around. What would you say is the biggest benefit to online dating? Fern, I think it's the way of the future. I think this is the way people are going to start to meet, especially as we retreat more, spend more time at home. But the other big benefit is that you get to meet people outside of the circle of people you already know. That to me, I always think about what a blessing it was to meet Chad online because I think we were truly destined to be together and there's just no other way we would have crossed paths. How did your family react when they found out that you met Chad online? Yeah, I was I was apprehensive to say that because it it was like I met this guy online, but don't worry, 
he's not crazy. Like <laughs> I almost felt like I had to preface it that way. My parents are divorced. So my mom met him first, immediately just thought he was a great guy. And I think she got over that one pretty quickly. My dad definitely took a longer time to soften to the idea. So was the dads. <laughs> it really is, especially dads and daughters. But to this day, my parents, it almost like I'm going to tear up. They love Chad so much. They both call him their son. We raise our daughter with both in her life. It's been so win-win for both of us. I know it was hard for my parents, but they're happy. They're so happy because they love him and they're happy that I'm happy. So just finally, Melissa, if I was coming to you as somebody who is considering online dating, but I've heard a lot of rumours, I've heard a lot of negative stories, and I'm not sure, what would you say to me and what would you say to anyone listening right now who's in that position? It can work and everything's worth a shot. Be really clear about what you want and be honest and be objective so that you don't get sucked into something that looks really good on the outside. But you can 100% find the love of your life online. I just know too many people who have done it to say anything else. Speaking to Melissa had got me thinking, was it really the stories of the stalkers and psychopaths keeping people from finding love online? Or are we all simply uneducated in how to go about creating a 21st century fairy tale? Well, here at Into You with me, Fern Lullum, the podcast you're listening to right now, I decided I would stop at nothing to find out. So, as is the protocol of most scientific studies in 2020, I put out a post on social media asking for your views. And here are a selection of my favourite answers. The sentence reads, When online dating, you should always... Finish the sentence. Christy says, Request a background check. I mean, it's polite of you to request, Christy, rather than just go right ahead and do it. Chuck, use unfiltered pictures. Yeah, if only we could all walk around with perfectly filtered faces in real life. What a world that would be. Zenith, when online dating, you should always listen to murder mystery podcasts. Mm, a good tool to help temper your infatuation, perhaps. And the other end of the spectrum, Alex, says, when online dating, you should always relax and have fun. Definitely useful to see both sides of the penny. I was starting to feel as though perhaps there was some hope to be found when it came to the bewitching world of online love. A slot machine of people all hoping to get lucky on one more roll of the dating dice. Intrigued to find out more, I tracked down somebody who seemed to have hit the cyber love jackpot. Melissa Edwards, a nurse from Orlando, Florida, had gone all in with her online dating liaison and went from a first date to saying I do in the short space of two months. It sounded like a reckless and irrational romance, and yet her marriage is now three years in the making and still going strong. After some deliberation, I was starting to have my suspicions as to how certain girls were getting so seemingly illogically lucky in love. It seems to be something about the name Melissa. If you're called Melissa, you have a good experience with online dating, apparently. 
<laughs> it, it could be. That could be it. So you got lucky there with the uh, name that your parents picked for you. You have quite the extraordinary story, Melissa, because you met your now husband online. And how long were you seeing your husband before he became your husband? Our first date was November, I believe, the 19th. And then we were engaged New Year's Eve and then married January 15th. Wow. Pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whirlwind romance. And to anyone who thinks online dating is for people who aren't very serious about an actual long-term relationship, your story seems to disprove that right off the bat because this is serious stuff. It's funnier too because the site that we met on, you know, Tinder is one that people don't really see as a more serious dating site. But I think you can still find people that are serious who maybe are on these sites because they want to, you know, put a little bit of investment into their future, but they also don't want to spend for one of those more serious sites. Tinder, of all of them, does seem to have this bad reputation as the one night stand app sort of thing. What was it for you that made you decide on Tinder? It's convenient, straightforward. It's not difficult to navigate or use. The person has their profile, has a couple of pictures, a little brief description about who they are, and then you can just easily send a message or receive a message and, and go from there. Sounds like the dog's in agreement there. I heard him give a little amen in the background. <laughs> no. I'm a doggy person, so that's good. I like to hear from the doggies. It's nice to know what they think of online dating and whatnot. What was your opinion of online dating before you started using it? Did you have any doubts or any negative stigmas of your own around it? Even now when people ask like how we met and they almost have this look for a second or there's always like this, oh, it's still a little bit taboo or or weird for some reason, but you can go out and meet someone and get to know them. Or you can see on a profile where they put things about themselves and you can already kind of go in with a notion of, okay, this is maybe somebody that I could be interested in or I could meet and enjoy talking to. Mm. And I think a lot of people do it kind of in private and they don't advertise it. But I think it's totally normal. I don't think anybody should be ashamed of of doing it or think that there's something negative about it. I didn't want to just wait around and hope that I I met someone. Because I was busy. I was working and I was in nursing school. I wasn't at a point where I thought I would just go out and meet someone, but that was something that I found important. I see it as it's just a way for me to help do something that I want to do, something that's going to make me happy. It's an easier way to find that. Did you tell anyone that you were using online dating and what were their reactions to that or did you keep it to yourself? I basically just told my close friends and they were fine with it. They didn't mind. They thought it was good. But the general census when you bring it up is, well, don't get your hopes up. But I say get your hopes up because it could work out. (laughs) I think a lot of people's concern about online dating is if you meet with the intention that you're going to have a date and it's somebody that you've never met before, is that awkward or how do you sort of handle that situation? If it's not feeling right or it's not feeling easy, it's probably not going to be easy the whole time. So you want someone that reciprocates the same effort that you're putting into it and the same level of attraction. You kind of want that to be equal on both ends. I went on, a, I think, maybe three or four online dates in my life. I didn't do a ton. And a couple of them were really awkward and uncomfortable. I think that's kind of how I knew maybe this isn't the right person that's not going to work out. Whereas when I did go on that first date with my now husband, it was like we had known each other for years. It wasn't weird at all. It was just really comfortable and there was never any you know awkward moments. We just really connected well. Mm. It really is more of the person and the connection that you have than the avenue of how you met. 
I wasn't going to let a bad experience ruin it because with anything in life, there's going to be failures. If you want something, you just got to keep persisting and, and laugh about the bad ones, gossip with your friends about them and get over it and move on. So let's get into the juicy stuff now. Tell us about when you first met your husband, Morgan, and was there anything which stood out to you as, oh, this is different. This might be something that will work. You know what really was a good thing for me was he was so driven because I'm a very driven person. I was like, this person has the same mindset as me. I want to do big things too. So this is someone that I could see encouraging me and me encouraging him and being able to build each other up. If you really see yourself doing something, say it. And if you really see yourself not doing something, say it, you know, make those things known off the bat. And I think that's what really made it work with us is all of the things that we wanted really aligned. We knew it from the beginning. So there were no no secrets, no, you know, maybe I could compromise on this. When you know, you know. We moved fast though. Yeah. Well, yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Who was it that first messaged who and how did it all, in the beginning phases of the relationship, how did that all come about? Yeah, so Morgan will gladly bring up that I'm the one that messaged him first. And he actually told me after he was pretty much done with online dating. So he wasn't even going to respond. And then he was like, ah, never mind. Just this last one. I'll just respond to this one. And then I think we talked on the phone for the first time. And we were on the phone for like five hours. (sighs) Whoa. I still laugh about it today because he has a pretty strong accent and I couldn't really understand him very well (laughs) the first time I talked to him. So how are you doing with me? No, I, yeah, you're, you're fine. (laughs) That's also when I realized how funny Morgan is. For the most part, you know, we we can always just stop and and laugh and enjoy it. And that's a big thing that brought us together. Even during the hard times, if you can laugh, it makes it so much easier to get through it, doesn't it? Because you know, you've got that positive support there. How long were you talking for before you met in person? Maybe two weeks until we had our first in-person date. I actually drove up to him and we met at a sushi restaurant. And then coincidentally, two days later, he had to come to Orlando to pick something up and and stop by my house. And then he did admit that maybe he didn't need to exactly go to Orlando, but (laughs) he still wanted to come see me. So how do you get from meeting somebody on an online app to marrying them two months down the line? You need to give us a (laughs) synopsis of what happened there. I ended up moving to Palm Coast for a little bit and we would go on walks on the beach and so this particular day on New Year's Eve we were walking on the beach and I had a feeling I was like it's so so random you know because we hadn't been together that long but I feel like we both kind of knew that this was it and we had talked about it before a little bit too how some people they can be together for 40 years and then decide it's not right anymore and get a divorce or people can date for 10 years get married and it not work out two years later so we kind of said well there are no real rules we both like where this is going. I feel like it was kind of this unspoken agreement, like, this is crazy, but I think we're on to something here and we should take advantage and do what's going to make us happy. Was it a, a, an easy yes? He proposed and I actually said, let me think about it. I didn't say <laughs> yes right away. Not the answer that every man wants. <laughs> I know. I had a feeling he was going to propose and in my head I was like, I'm not just going to say yes because it's in the moment. I was like, I do need to think about it. I think it was literally just a couple hours later. I, I was just holding onto the ring. I hadn't put it on or anything. I brought it back out to him and I said, ask me again. And he asked me again. And then I said, yes. 
So I thought about it for a little while, at least. I mean, how can people accuse you of rushing into something? <laughs> you, you went back and you thought about it. That's good. <laughs> is there anything for you that really stands out as actually this is much better than traditional dating? Some people that you meet are not people in your traditional circles or not people that really know anyone that you know. I think that's another thing that helped Morgan and I work out was this blank canvas and this clean slate for both of us where we could go in and say, this is who I am right now. And this is what I want moving forward. Move on to more adult relationships and mature more in what they want. Mm, fresh start. For somebody who might be considering online dating, but they are concerned about it or they have doubts about it, or maybe they have even tried it, but it hasn't worked out. What words would you say from your experience to help people decide if online dating is the right way to go for them? New people come on every single day and just need your timing to sync up. Don't get discouraged by people. Don't take things personally. You know, trust that if something's going to happen, it'll happen and just wait for the right time and keep your head up. It's so amazing to me to think that if you hadn't taken that leap and, you know, if you just said, oh, online dating isn't for me, you never would have met Morgan. So I suppose a firsthand example of how online dating really can change your life for the better. Oh, I know. I can't imagine where I'd be if I didn't take that leap and we weren't together. I moved to Palm Coast. I ended up getting my first nursing job in Palm Coast and met so many people. I had a great experience at that hospital and I just got accepted into my dream school. And I just think, you know, all these things may have fallen into place because I took that leap of faith with him. And, you know, now we can grow this great life together and achieve all the things that we wanted to. Anyone who's out there and feeling discouraged, because believe me, I was discouraged many times, never give up really on anything that you want and keep trying and you'll you'll get there you'll have that story too listening to melissa tell her story i got a real sense of how simple meeting someone can seem with hindsight and yet when you're stuck in the crazy making eye of the storm you can feel as though it might never happen for you i felt it was time to dive inside our minds and find out what it was about our psychology which made online dating so tricky it was then that I stumbled upon Evan Mark Katz, a dating coach, author of four books and TEDx speaker of a talk which caught my attention, No More Bad Dates, in which Evan addresses online dating specifically and how to use it to find the relationship of your dreams. This is a guy whose belief in finding love online is infectious and who very firmly reassured me. Online dating, you could create a love life from scratch, guaranteed, always, period. In fact, Evan had such a wealth of knowledge on the subject that I decided to dedicate an entire episode to showcase his tips and secrets for a happier online dating experience. Evan will explain why people find apps such a challenge. Gyms work fine. Not everybody loses weight, though. It's usually what the person does when they get there. How to stay persistent when you feel like giving up. You could train yourself to be stronger with this process by having a set of expectations about how it works. And why flipping your mindset on the matter can make all the difference you need. If he's lucky, if he's smart, he's going to ask for my number. And if he doesn't ask for my number, it sucks for him. In the meantime, I want to hear from you. What are you struggling with most when it comes to meeting your match online? Leave me a comment and let me know. For now, though... You've been listening to Into You with me, Fern Dullum. A big thank you to my guests, Melissa Maker and Melissa Edwards, both of whose links will be in the show notes. 
If you liked what you heard, make sure to search for Into You on your favourite or indeed any podcast distributing platform and subscribe for more episodes coming your way on the first Thursday of every month. The next one in particular is a real humdinger, if I do say so myself. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.